0: Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, Board Certified Psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 hey everybody. It's another Sunday night. Yay! So remember last week I posted an episode about how to live Successfully, how to live your life more successfully. I told you I have 10 things that you can do to make yourself happy on a more consistent daily basis. Um, I'll say happy and content and um, also not to feel disappointed and just to live life so that um, life isn't living you. So last week I gave you five factors and what you should do to live life successfully These are psychological factors, things that you have to unlearn if you're doing some of these things that are not really healthy for you or new habits to learn if you're not managing certain feelings and certain behaviors a certain way that makes you more successful in life. So tonight I have the other five psychological skills that you have to develop or learn or if you're already sort of kind of doing these things, just sort of tweak them so that life is more exciting and just more fun. And it's just more of a success to you. So that way you're not waking up and feeling like, damn, another day. Oh, what am I going to do about this or about that? Um, You know, life is challenging for everyone, for everyone. So don't get into this, this Realm of thinking that life is easy for some people and not others. Everyone has their challenges in life, um, and a lot of what challenges us in life is a result of how you were raised or how how you grew up, and also what you were born with. Right? Some of us are were born with certain traits and um, certain abilities to look at life from a perspective that doesn't make certain things that will be challenging for one person, it won't be a challenge for people who are born easily with certain things like resilience and the ability to um, to dismiss disappointment and not give in to it. So before we talk about these other five ways to live life successfully, let's talk about this acronym WAP. So... WAP is in the acronyms of dictionary.com. You can actually find the word WAP or acronym WAP, W-A-P, and they in the acronyms dictionary. Interesting. Um, all right, let's play a little game here. Multiple choice. What does WAP stand for? All right, y'all ready? Letter A, option number one, WAP stands for Wireless Application Protocol. All right, who's going with number one, letter A, Wireless Application Protocol. All right, here's your second option, Worship and Praise. Hey, Worship and Praise is number two, letter B. Or does WAP stand for Wet Ass Beep? Which one do you think? So in the context of this song created by Cardi B, guest starring Meg Thee Stallion, we know that WAP stands for letter C, the third acronym. Yep, folks, that is right. WAP was released on Friday, August 7th, 2020. It's a collaboration with Megan Thee Stallion, and, um, and it seems to be, Offending a lot of people, it's it's an explicit anthem to female sexual desirability, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and definitely the utmost display of freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And so, critics have been praising WAP as the black female sexual power. And um, yeah, that's that's what's happening. So check it out. Wop is not really a new word. Wop is actually, it's been recorded as slang for having sex since the mid 16th century. So, since the mid 1550s, Wop has been slang for having sex. But it seemed to drop off in the early 1900s. I guess people got more comfortable with saying other things instead of Wop or whopping. <laughs> so, Wop is not a new word. Wop. From 1550s up until the early 1900s meant you're getting it in, you're having sex. But before we go into those five factors, I just want to give you an update on a couple of things that have been trending um, and widely discussed. So the one thing, the first thing is uh, Cardi B. And Meg the Stallion. I know you guys heard this song WAP, right? So there are folks who are saying that Cardi B and Meg the Stallion have really done a disservice to women because of their freedom of speech. Beach, their way of expressing themselves and what they're thinking when it comes to sex. So if you don't know, WAP stands for wet-ass pussy. Okay? So if you subscribe to my YouTube channel and, you, and you seen, you've seen some of my videos, you see that I say that people should be able to say certain words, and especially in the bedroom. So pussy was one of those words. So WAP stands for wet-ass wet, wet ass pussy. So I've seen differing opinions, mainly coming from from men, advising that um, Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion were just too nasty on this song, which, you know, listen, as a woman, I, I really don't have an opinion about it. I don't feel strongly about it either way because I've heard a lot of nasty stuff from men and from women. I do know that people will express what they know most about. So if we're talking about songs that are inappropriate, let's say um, some of these guys are out here rapping about using lean and um, perks and, you know, other types of drugs. And, you know, there was a, a song called Molly Percocet. Um, and it had a catchy track, you know, and people would sing this song. But it really was a song about using Percocets and and Molly. Right. Molly is like an upper. It's like it's a stimulant. It's similar to cocaine. Um, So people rap about or sing about what they know best, what comes second nature to them. And so if anyone has forgotten, Cardi B and Meg used to dance. They were both dancers. Now, how far they went when they were dancing in these clubs and hanging out with men for money, There is a verse in this song where Meg, when she's rapping, she makes mention of using her WAP to get money for tuition. Okay, y'all. So WAP, wet ass beep. So this is a song that is that has been considered raunchy. And um, and so the track, I think, I like, I love the track because, as you know, I'm from Maryland. A lot of you know that, um, you know, I spent time in Baltimore. Frank Ski was a DJ um, in Baltimore. And so WAP is sampling his 1993 Baltimore Club single, Whores in This House. So this is not, so the hook, that came from a song from 1993, y'all. Almost three decades ago. So for them to use this song to sample this, this, this beat and use it for this song, um, you know, they're using something from 27 years ago. Right. So I guess the problem would be the lyrics. Because the lyrics include certain things. We're going to go, I'm going to play a sample of the song and I'll read to you some of the some of the lyrics. Um, But before we do that, I'll just say this. I think Cardi felt the need to really come out with something that she felt was going to um, was just going to be a game changer or um, really hit the charts and give her a lot of acclaim. And so there are sex positive messages in here. Um, whether guys you like that or not, or women, if you feel like this is not a conservative song and they're just doing too much, it's just you know, don't listen to it if you have a problem with the lyrics. But there are sex positive uh messages in the song as they talk about wet ass pussy and wet and gushy. And the video itself, I watched the video when it came out on YouTube, and I actually thought like, wow, this is a colorful video. Um, the video actually features uh, some other uh, cameos of other women like Kylie Jenner, Normani, um, female rapper Mulatto. And so, and I listened to Cardi B on the Breakfast Club talk about this video, and she wanted some big butt women in the video. And um, apparently, this was um, a successful video idea of hers or the way they put the video together was, um, was really well, well received because the video broke the record for the biggest 24 hour debut for an all-female collaboration on YouTube. Let me say that again. The video broke the record for the biggest 24 hour debut for an all-female collaboration on YouTube. Okay. Okay. So you guys are here on the couch with me. And before we get into these other five factors to help you live life more successfully, let's finish this discussion about WAP, uh, Megan the Stallion, Cardi B. So Brianna Holt of Complex wrote, quote, both Cardi and Megan are powerhouses of female sexuality. I'll check the box on that. Yep. Independence and dominance. And she also said, quote, the epitome of female empowerment, close quote. Now, I'll check the box on female sexuality, yes, independence, yes, and dominance, yes, but female empowerment, eh, I'm not going to go that far because you talk about your wet-ass pussy on a song doesn't make you the epitome of female empowerment. So I think that's where some people are getting the lines blurred, Um, but that's just my opinion regarding that. Um, I think you got to do a little bit more to become the epitome of female empowerment. Now, Cardi tries to get out there with the politics and stuff, but um, yeah, I'm not going to check the box on female empowerment. But I will say this, as uh, the video was very colorful, um, uh, I wanted to say entertaining, but not necessarily because it's not my thing looking at two chicks rubbing on one another. But again, that's just my opinion. But I guess that was their way of really creating that sexual fantasy for men watching, and it worked. For as much, there are so many people complaining, conservatives and things complaining about the video, Republicans, whatever, caught a lot of attention, and it did exactly what Cardi needed it to do for her career right now. Because people wanted to see some sort of, I'm not going to say comeback, but they wanted to see if Cardi could maintain um, her previous successes. Now, the question I have for Cardi B is, how in the hell did y'all spend $100,000 Testing everyone on set for COVID nineteen, hundred thousand dollars, whatever company you use, girl, they got you got took. It should not have been hundred thousand dollars. Now allow me to say this before I play a little piece from the song. Wap debuted as number six on global Spotify, but has achieved number one for global Spotify. It achieved number one on U.S. Spotify song charts with over 3.75. I'm sorry, with over 2.34 million streams for U.S. Spotify streaming. And um, so they have hit number one on the global Spotify, U.S. Spotify. And they were the first female rap collaboration to do so. And as I said before, their video broke the record for the most views within 24 hours for a female female collaboration. They got almost 30 million views in freaking 24 hours. OK, so WAP has debuted at number one on the global and U.S. Apple Music song charts, and it was the first female rap collaboration to do so. So. Whatever. I believe in freedom of speech. As I said, people express themselves based on what's true to them and where their passion is. And clearly the passion for Meg and Cardi B is sex and sexuality. If you haven't heard WAP, here it is. In this house, there's some hoes in this house, there's some hoes in this house, there's some hoes in this house, I said, I certified free house. seven days a week, in this house. there's some wet ass in this pussy house, make there's that pull out There's some in this house, gate green. As I said, the track is, is fire, is uh Frank Ski from B Moore back in 1993, and um, so let's go over these lyrics. Whores in this house There's some whores in this house There's some whores in this house There's some whores in this house I said certified freak Seven days a week Wet ass pussy make that pull out game Weak Okay And so again Yeah you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. She said bring a bucket and a mop for this wop. The wet ass pussy. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Up, nigga, catch a charge, extra large and extra hard, put this pussy right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card, hop on top, I wanna ride, I do a giggle, what inside, spit in my mouth, look in my eyes, this pussy is wet, come take a dive, tie me up, like I'm surprised, that's role play, I wear disguise, I want you to park that big Mac truck, right in this little garage, make <laughs> it cream, make me scream, I don't public, make a scene, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let aye, me tell you, I got aye. this ring, got me. All right. So, I think you guys get the idea. It is a song about sex, and that is exactly what it is, but so anyway, congrats to Cardi B on her new music for 2020. And um, you know, freedom of speech, man. That's that's what it is, and we know that this is what these two ladies, this is what they do. So, I I Just, I can't say anything negative about that. I just know if I had a daughter, I would definitely know what she's listening to on her iPad, iPhone, whatever it is. And um, yeah, so censor what your children listen to, folks, and the videos that they watch. Your kids should not be watching this rated as X video. If your child is under the age of 17, they shouldn't be watching this video. Now, let's get to the topic for tonight, and that is part two of the ways to live life more successfully. Last Sunday, I gave you five ways, and this Sunday, come get on the couch. I want to give you these other five ways. Oh, so last week, part one of the 10 ways to live life more successfully, I gave you five different recommendations. Tonight, I'm giving you five more. We have to understand um, from last week, I think the biggest, I want to emphasize one thing from last week. I could review the entire thing, but I don't want to do that. Go back and listen, please, from last Sunday if you missed part one. But we have to make way for genuine interaction with people, and that's what we see Cardi B and Meg The Stallion doing. They are being genuine, as is, and I hate to put them in the same sentence, but hey, it's what's happening right now, Kamala Harris. I find the three of them to be, very authentic, okay? So when we care less about our self-image, we make room for genuine interactions and emotional reciprocity, even if that the emotions that you're receiving from other folks is negative. All right, so let's jump in on these five things for tonight that help you to live life more successfully. Number one, staying true to your own values despite what others expect of you. Stay true to what you believe in. Don't give in to something because it's what your mother wants you to do, what your significant other wants of you. You have to know, you got to be self-aware. You have to know what matters to you, what you're passionate about. Don't be a person pleaser. And that's what happens to a lot of people. And that's how they become overwhelmed because they start to please, they want to please other people as opposed to pleasing themselves. There's power in saying no, I promise you. And so you have to be true to yourself. You have to know what you want and you have to understand that. And so you cannot do everything that everyone else wants you to do and set your own feelings and Um, your own values aside for everyone else. So that's number one, stay true to you. Number two for tonight, these are my other five ways to live life more successfully. Number two, realize that you don't have to act out how you feel. Okay, I'm not telling you to be phony. I just talked about authenticity and stuff like that. What I'm telling you to do is to be more disciplined in life I'm also telling you to strategize. I'm I'm telling you that you can have a you can feel a certain way inside, but you don't have to show people what you're thinking, what you're feeling. You don't have to wear that. You don't have to wear your emotions on your sleeve. So you don't have to act the way you feel. No one expects anyone to feel great all the time or to feel well or completely content or happy all of the time. We all suffer disappointments. And so some days it requires more energy than another day and that's okay. That's what I expect that of everyone. I I make that assumption on everyone's behalf that they're not always feeling the best, they're not always feeling completely balanced and I know that as a mental health professional. So, you don't have to act out what you feel. You don't always have to be transparent. You don't always have to, what I would say, contaminate your interactions with other people because of your state of mind. So we have to learn that discipline in life and knowing that what we feel we don't have to bring to work. You don't have to take to your significant other. Now, obviously, you may want to have a discussion with your significant other about what's troubling you because this is someone in your life who's important to you, right? But um, you don't have to tell your coworkers all the time that you're feeling a certain way or that you feel let down or that you're having trouble in paradise, or, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to express that to everyone. So just consider keeping um, more things to yourself. And, um, and, and so allow me to qualify this too, because I don't want to assume that every time someone has a problem these people who act out how they feel that they're telling people what the specific problem is but what they're doing is they're acting out the way they feel so if they feel badly they're having negative interactions with people and they may not even they may not be saying that something is wrong so i wanted to qualify this statement it doesn't mean that you're telling people your business or what's happening in your life but you're showing them that something is not right about you You're becoming moody, you're snappish, you're defensive, you're aggressive, you're angry. Just understand in life there are going to be bumps in the road and sometimes you got to take a detour. And when you do that, you don't have to act out what you're feeling. So just learn how to um, store some of those things somewhere in your brain. Right. I'm not saying that you have to repress them and act like it's not there, but it's just not for you to act out on it. This is called discipline. Emotional discipline is important in life. Emotional discipline. You don't have to act out what you feel inside. If you feel disappointed, you don't have to show people that you can go out and interact with other people and still have positive interactions without showing what you feel inside. Okay. The next factor in living life more successfully: Soliciting honest feedback about yourself. Ooh, we. When you're honest with yourself, you will ask other people what they think about you and what you could do differently and what could change, how you want to know how do people perceive you. Um, you don't grow when you have people in your camp who tell you all the things that you want to hear. Right. So you want to be able to ask people, um, what should I continue doing? What should I stop doing? What things do I do that um, sours my interactions with you? Or what things do I do an, annoys? It's annoying to you. Um, so I've had plenty of conversations with my adult adult son, who's 24 now, and he's really told me a lot of things about myself through our time together. Um, so I'm appreciative of that. I get a, a lot of honest feedback from him. And, um, and I've asked also uh, my special friend, is there anything that I could do better in our relationship? What do I do that is annoying to you? So you have to know how to solicit honest feedback. Because no one is perfect. None of us are perfect. So if you feel like you don't do anything wrong in your relationships, that's not true. Especially if it's your like long-term relationships, your relationships with your family members, your siblings, your parents, you know, your significant other. So just be able to accept those criticisms and tweak a few things and then move on. Now, this one is important. Number four, number four. Oh, my gosh. This is a thing that people have not learned to do. They don't understand this. They may be older in age and still not know this one important thing in their life. And that's what are you passionate about? What motivates you? Do you know a lot of people don't know what motivates them? I sit and talk to a lot of individuals, a lot of adults, and they do not know what motivates them, what moves them. And I don't mean money. If you're relying on money to motivate you, you have a problem, my friend, because burnout may be the result of you allowing money to motivate you. You have to have a real motivator, something other than money that will motivate you and force you or um, encourage you to work harder, right? When you're feeling tired, you'll decide to work through it and keep going. Money cannot be your only motivating factor. Obviously, it may be one of them after other more important things like passion, the desire to help other people. So if you don't know what motivates you in life, work on that. Think about what is your biggest motivator, what motivates you, what moves you, what gets you up and going, what keeps you um, consistent in working towards a goal. Try to think about that and determine for yourself what, motivates you, other than money. The fifth factor, now this is important, especially when you're working on things in life, especially when it's for school, when it's for work, but the ability to focus. Do you know there are more diagnoses now of adult ADHD, people who claim they can't focus, I have people in their 50s and 60s coming to me for Adderall because they can't focus. And really what it is is just an inability to discipline yourself, to force yourself to pay attention and to resist urges to do little dumb stuff when you should be working, like checking your email, looking on Facebook, going on social media. So being able to focus and to... Um, to stay zoned in on your task is the fifth thing I'm giving you tonight to make your life more successful. The fifth thing is the ability to zone in, to focus, and to remain attentive. And so I tell people all the time, like, listen, Adderall is not the answer all the time. You have to build. You have to um, practice being attentive and paying attention. And if you haven't been in school in a long time and you're having to read or being fr- be in front of a computer and actually focus, you may have to do things that will um, increase the likelihood that you'll remain focused, like turn off your cell phone, don't open um, Facebook on a tab, don't open social media, tell yourself I'm not going to look at these things until the end of the day. So you have to develop the skill of remaining focused and zoned in. That will create all sorts of um, accomplishments for you. You'll be more accomplished. You'll get more things done. You'll be able to multitask outside of being on social media. So they've done these studies, and they've predicted that – or. They predicted that students who are on Facebook, even a single check-in on Facebook predicts a lower grade on assignments. So talk to your children, too, about remaining focused and allowing themselves to only get on social media during certain times. So if you're studying all day long for your LSAT to get into law school, do not give in to the urge to go on social media. Have discipline. Notice I use the word discipline a lot because discipline – is the thing that a lot of us are missing. A lot of us are missing that discipline. Discipline will go a long way because discipline will force you to do the things that you don't really want to do, but you know you have to do. So you have to have discipline in whatever it is that you're seeking. Discipline is going to be your friend, right? Um, You have to be... You have to stay in accord with the rules that you create for yourself. You have to maintain that control. If you tell yourself, I'm not going to go on social media all day while I'm working on this project, then don't go on social media. Don't break your own rule. So you have to get better at zoning in and focusing in life, but also on your projects. If you want To move ahead, you want to climb the ladder, you want to be more successful, you have to learn how to zone in. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for getting on the couch again for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. Thank you so much. Um, I did give you the five, the other five things to live life more successfully. After, of course, I talked about that acronym WAP, W-A-P. I hope uh, you guys weren't offended. But, you know, I think the take-home message here with regard to WAP is this. Let's not castigate other people in what they do, especially when it's not illegal, right? Singing about a wet-ass meow is not illegal. It's not immoral, And they're not breaking any rules. They're just expressing themselves and, um, as I said before, just remaining true to who they are. Um, And I don't see it as it being um, something that is setting women back, like some people said, that they're setting women back, blah, 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 blah. Um, Men have been talking about sex and sexualizing everything for centuries and so now you have two obviously independent women who are not fearful of speaking what they feel and what they think with regard to their sensuality and sexuality it's a problem Um, I just I don't agree with that so let's not castigate what these two women are doing um, what's near and dear to them and what's passionate for them if you don't like it don't listen to it And ensure that your children are not listening. So anyway, once again, thanks for joining me on the couch. And um, you heard about WAP and you heard the other five things to live life more successfully. Please listen to part one, which I posted last Sunday. And I hope you were able to listen to this entire episode. If you didn't listen to last Sunday's, go back and listen to last Sunday's episode so you can get those other five And remember, guys, you got to have brain love. You got to have that brain love, man. Let's be proactive and not reactive in life. All right. Have a great week. Brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina.